We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everybody in Irish Breakdown land. I am Vince D'Addario. That is Brian Driscoll. It is Sunday night, and that can only mean one thing. It's upon further review. We have broken down the film. We have we have used the clicker back and forth, forth and back, and uh, we've got some good stuff for you guys tonight. Here's how today's show is going to go. That way there is no worries about anything. Uh, we are going to break down what we saw offensively. We are going to break down what we saw defensively. We are going to revisit the keys to the game and talk about whether they hit them or didn't hit them and what that means and did it matter, all that fun stuff. And then we're going to wrap it up. So we're not going to we're not planning on doing a mailbag today, but we're gonna we're gonna super jump in the film. Yeah, yeah, super chats. Obviously, if something comes in, we're gonna you know jump into that. But here's the other thing I do want to point out to everybody: tomorrow, Monday starts Ohio State talk, folks. Okay. Yeah, we're still we're still talking Central Michigan. Now we're all excited. Believe yeah. me, we we have had that chat already, Brian and I, about Ohio State, and we've started to dig in already. But as far as this show is concerned, we are right. we're concerned about yesterday's game. And then once we complete the show, it's all hands on deck. It's time to roll into Ohio State. So just want to put that out there. You guys can discuss whatever you want in the chat, but yes. I'm just telling you what we're Makes going it more to fun if you guys are talking yeah. about what we're talking about. Of course. But yes. in fairness, Vince, we got started 15 minutes late, yeah. so they had to talk about something. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. It, technology is a beautiful thing when it works. When okay. It works. And yes, uh we had to make sure that was the case. But I so, think we got it figured out, though. So I think we did. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I sound beautiful in my own ears, so that's all that matters. Um, but anyway, let's jump into this thing, Brian. It was fun today kind of breaking down the film and and discussing it with you while I was breaking it down. And, and uh, not surprisingly, you and I are on the same page with a lot of the stuff that we saw. And uh, some... I wouldn't say differences from what we saw originally, but some clarification, which is what yeah. this show is all about. Because uh, we didn't talk a lot about the line yesterday, right? So right. obviously that yeah, was exactly. a big part of what we wanted to dive into. And and uh, yeah, so some clarification, some enhancement yes. on certain subjects, you know, yes. uh, those are all those are all things. Like yeah. So like we're not going to talk about the overall game plan a lot on offense again, but we'll talk, you know, dive into the specifics of the run game. And, you know, yeah. we're not going to rehash – you know what we didn't like about the game plan yesterday, but we're going to get into some more specifics about what problems it caused specifically, and and get into it that way, Vince. And then uh, obviously we'll do the keys, uh, keys revisited, man. But let's uh, let's get going, dude. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready yeah, to let's jump. Let's this. jump into offense first. We always do offense first. If people are wondering why that is, you shouldn't wonder uh, if you know us. And we're, we're so we're going to jump into the offense first. A lot of good stuff offensively, obviously, in this game. We're going to focus kind of on on the run game uh, mm-hmm. more specifically today, just yeah. because the the run game, uh, you know, upon further review of the run game, really liked the scheme of the run game and the execution of the run game was pretty stinking good as well. So so let's jump. Let's start big picture the scheme yeah. of the run game, Brian, and what you saw. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Well, it's something I was, you know, when, when I'm breaking this game down, I mean, I, I said it live and I remember thinking like, you know, wow, I really liked how they ran counter in this mm-hmm. game. You know, and I, I think I remember talking last night, like I was like, yeah, I really liked how they use counter and this kind of stuff. And, and then I'm watching the game and I'm like, bro, that's not counter. That's power, but they're doing it in a different way. They were, so they, they ran a wrinkle to power. So normally, okay, I can't, I'm not like, I don't have like the whiteboard like Jesse's got, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, we're going to, we're going to draw it up a little bit. Right. So, okay. Normally, All right. Yeah. Like the way that Notre Dame has been running power and I'm not going to draw defense. I'm just going to draw, give you an example here real quick uh, of what it looks like is normally power is going to look something like this, right? And it's a downhill run. So normally power is going to look something like that, right? So you're going to have the fullback kicking out call side. You're going to have a wrap there. You're going to have down blocks, gap hinge on the backside, right? That's normally what power is. Down block, down block, down block, kick out, go. Yeah. So Notre Dame was lining up in that same exact type of look yesterday, right? So they're still, still giving us this look. Okay, I actually had a tight end. Uh, I'm trying to remember where the tight end was on this. Let me look at my call sheet. So when they ran that power, so they were in a trips right bunch, and they ran power right. Okay, so yes, they ran. Okay, I see it there. No, that's the one that didn't work. This is the one over here. So they were tray right, and they ran it left. Okay, so they had, uh, they had, um, they had this kind of look, right? So you can see it here they had this kind of look right very similar to what we just drew up right as far as the backfields but instead of running this right out of that look so let me just draw this here this is normally how they would run it out of that look that's how they'd run power out of that look you guys see that right so power is running to my right down block down block down block kick out with the guard yesterday vince is 
they were running it backside. So they were actually they were actually running power like this. So they're actually running it to where the guard, backside guard, would pull and kick, and then the tight end or fullback would wrap. I and I have I don't know that I've ever seen power run like that in I mean, it's it's been a while since I've seen power run like that. And it it, it had some count. So like when I when we first watched it live, you're seeing the backside kick and the backside wrap, and I'm thinking that's counter. Right. But when you right. watch the run, you go back and watch the run, they're actually opening play side and going right downhill vertically in the A gap. I'm like, either Dela McCullough completely screwed the backs up the entire game, <laughs> or this is something different because normally counter is going to have like a jab step right. where you're kind of letting it flow. And then you're going to follow. So counter is usually more of a B gap bounce type of run. And it'll bounce vertically sometimes if you really wash it down, but it's more of a B gap type of run to me, uh, where it's going to kind of hit outside the guard. Where power is more of an A gap to bounce type of run. So when you're watching it, you're like, they're not, there's no way they're running counter with that backfield action. So I actually reached out to somebody today and I was like, is this power? Like, are you guys really running power with backside backside kick? I was like, yeah, it's what they were running. So I love that mm-hmm. wrinkle, which I liked what I saw from the run game yesterday. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, I like it even more now. Because what it was doing, Vince, is they were running out of the looks out of the looks they were showing. They were very much a heavy inside zone one way and then counter the other way type of look. Right? And or power the other way type of look. And so what we got out of this, and then the other thing they would do out of that look is is the counter action. So counter is a little bit more of a slower hitting, a slower hitting play uh, from that regard. So they were hitting it so much quicker, and the way that the kick out in the in the wrap is going to go, it's going to be a little bit of a tighter a tighter fit, you know. So I just I, I I like that action. So when you when you look at how Notre Dame was lining up and running the ball, I, I still have my same feelings about the heavy dose of twelve and thirteen personnel and all that. But when you watch the first series of the game, Vince, this is how this is how or the first two series, this is how Notre Dame's run game went. Toss, which is basically uh, they were running it like the buck sweep, but with a toss, which I loved. Inside zone, duo. I call it power kick, is what I call it, because it's like, you know, it's a kick. Um, power kick, duo, inside zone, inside zone, inside zone, which was a touchdown. Then they come back with a jet sweep, go back to duo, inside zone, stretch. I mean, and you're just looking at it, you're just like, look at the multiplicity they had from it. They had success to some degrees with all of them. They had an eight-yard gain on the first time they ran toss. They ran toss again in the second half for a big play. Uh, And uh, I think the – let me go back to that run. I'm I'm trying to remember what that first play was because I don't have it marked. The first play that Audric Estime ran – uh, for in the second half of the game, or the second half of the um, oh, the big run right off the bat yeah, when he did the yeah. first hurdle. Yes, so you're you're looking at, yeah, it's, so it's first play of the second half, and that I believe inside zone. Yeah, so just inside zone with a cutback, and you're just I'm just watching. I'm like, goodness gracious, these guys are like really getting after it. And then the the very next play, they come back and it's power. So then they come back in the second half, and they start running power traditional right and so you watch those first couple runs the second run of the game so they they get into that motion again where in the previous half they were kicking with the guard and then pulling they get in that exact same look backfield look and instead they they run power traditional right just power o so then they have a quick front side kick out by the fullback and then a wrap and Audric estimate creases it for like an eight yard game. And you're just like, they went in and adjusted. They're like, Notre Dame's doing this. We have to be prepared for this. And then Notre Dame comes out and the first time they run power, they run it the complete opposite away from the tendency they had the first half. Yeah. And so when I saw that Vince, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm digging what these guys are doing. Right. Like I, I really am. I'm digging the creativity. 
I've, I've given my criticisms as far as I, I would have liked to seen, I think, you know, 11 personnel needs to be a little bit more utilized in some of these different things. And, and, and we've, we've talked about all of that, but I got to tell you, man, I, 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 you can work with this. This is stuff you can work with, dude. You know what right. I mean? Like when you're, when you're talking about breaking runs like that, this is stuff that you can work with. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the 72 yard touchdown run to Audric Estime. It was on the toss play. And you, I did look at it, Vince, and I did see a little bit of a Jersey tug. It didn't impact the, the defender. I didn't think, but it oh, was you're just, talking about the, the holding call the, on the hold by Stace. I saw yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit of a tug. Okay. And, and so uh, I didn't think it affected the play. I yeah. didn't, but when you see, if you're blocking a guy on the outside and the guy spins and he's got a little bit of Jersey, it's going to get called. Yeah. But that was off the toss play, yeah. So they busted a long touchdown run on on inside, you know, on inside zone. They busted a long run play on toss. You know, you're just looking at it and you're like, you know, these guys are re- these guys are really getting after it as far as like just mixing up and finding success in different ways, Vince. That's the big thing for me is just the ability to find success in different ways. Uh, and that's just I tell you, man, that's something that got me a little bit juiced up because the, sure. they're they're kind of going away from a lot of the tendencies, even within a half from half to half. And when you're doing that, Vince, that makes you very hard to, to defend as an offense makes it very hard to defend when you, you think you've got a read on a team and they adjust before you even have a chance to show your adjustment. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's being ahead of things. I'm watching the, um, I'm watching the the long run to start the second half, the the or the uh, the final drive. He goes for 22. It's just an inside zone play. Very next play, they come out. Vince, they run toss. The very next play for 13. Uh, then the very next play, uh, they get into an action and they just they go uh, they just go inside zone again and he he for 41 yards and it's just blocked up really well. And so I'm watching this and I'm like this this inside out action is going to make it really hard for teams to defend it because. You can't just say, "Hey, we're going to crash the a gaps like they have in the past," right? And that's something right. I liked that I liked from this game. Yep, absolutely. They, they're they're becoming multiple in their run game. It's not the duo, 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 duo that it has been in the past. And you can you can scheme up if it, if you have a primary run play that you like to go to, you can scheme up for that. And going into arguably, well, not arguably, it is the most important game up to this point in the season. You have to be multiple defensively, so they can't just key on key on one thing that you want to do in the run game. If you, you're not going to win the game doing that, right? Offensively, and you know, last year Notre Dame was in the game the entire time, but they just weren't moving the ball offensively. You know, they just couldn't get anything going specifically in the run game. I feel like this time around, they're a little more multiple in the well, they're a lot more multiple in the run game than they were you know, the last time they played Ohio State. And look, Ohio State's got a great defense. You can't be right-handed, and I'm just using that as a term to say, you know, you can't just be one thing in the run game. You have to be multiple, and you got to be good at those multiple things. And I thought that we saw Notre Dame was pretty darn good in a lot of the different things that they right. were trying to do in the run game. And so that that was uh, that was very, very good to see. Let's talk a little bit about the offensive line specifically because, you know, we talked last week about how, you know, this is a get right game. This is going to be an opportunity for the offensive line to, you know, kind of show us if they, if we think they're going to be ready for Ohio state, are they taking that next step? Because at that point last week, they, they weren't ready to play Ohio state. They weren't ready to play a defense like Ohio state. Your thoughts on the offensive line in this game and the steps or no steps that they took moving forward so to me it was for for the the team that they played they played well is that going to be good enough to beat ohio state and those teams i don't they're gonna have to be a little bit better guard but when i went back and watched events i as i said last night i didn't pay a ton of attention to the offensive line because can't watch it all right i watch as much as i could normally i watch more of the offensive line normally when i do game observations i have more comments about the offensive line and different things because as we talk about we watch the play live and then we watch the replay but we couldn't do that yesterday because it was on peacock mm-hmm. and the delay was so great that literally yeah. when the next play uh, is being run on the field the previous play is being run on this thing and yeah. you can't both so right 
I, I was I was better. I felt better about the the play of the line overall than we had last week. I thought the left side of the line, especially and Zach Zeke Carell, especially, were pretty good. I thought Rocco Spindler had some really good moments in the game. Like when he moves his feet, he's really good. Yeah. The problem is he stops his feet way too much. And he he got a little bit high at times with it coming out of his stance. And so there's still a consistency issue with Rocco. He's got to be more consistent from than what he was yesterday, Vince, in my opinion. But I'll but I'll say this again. He has some of the more impressive blocks when he's right. He has some of the more punishing movement blocks when he's he is strong right. as an ox. I he mean, is, and he's yeah. big. Yes. Yeah. And he's big. Right. So uh, it, the guy that, that was probably the most maddening to me was Blake Fisher. Yes. Because he had some blocks. Like there was one particular play early where he took a linebacker and just drove him like eight, nine yards off the ball. And then the next play, he's taking a really bad angle and they're beating him over the top pretty easily. And, you know, he was able to kind of move guys out of the way. Cause he's kind of big, but I, I was very underwhelmed by Blake's play, which was disappointing. And then, of course, you had the 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 um, the um, the penalty on the hold. You had the pe- the holding by Pat Coogan, which you know, obviously, you, Pat had about three really bad plays in the game. Outside of that, I thought he was pretty solid. I thought he was pretty good. This it's, was I, this was his best. best. Yeah, yeah. You take away. He had back-to-back plays in the second quarter, Vince, where he just got whooped on a pass rush. Just got whooped. I mean, guy just beat him convincingly. And then he missed a block on a run game. And then the second half, he got called. Was it the second? It was the second half he got called for the hold, correct? Yes. It was play so, yeah. 43 on the chart. So let me just go look it up real quick. So when you when you look at that particular play it, it was that was kind of really the key for me in the game yesterday was just that type of stuff it was just like a what are you doing type of play because if you watch it the guy splits him and 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 is that the one where he just pulls him down no he's blocking vertically and he's holding on to the guy <laughs> who's running past him as he's going to block here so yeah. i'm like did his hand get caught in the guy's jersey or something because it was yeah. just like it was just like what are you doing? But again, outside of you know, maybe a block here, block there, like normal, where you just don't get quite great movement and all that sure. kind of stuff, which is it is what it is. But other than that, I thought this was Pat's best game. I thought he got more movement in this game than he had in the past. Now, again, this is an undersized Central Michigan defensive line. That's sure. okay. Sure, you, you can only control what's in front of you. I thought he he did a better job keeping his base. I thought he did a better job working his feet through contact because him and Rocco have had the same problem all oh, year, yeah. just hitting and then stopping. Yep. And I thought he did a better job in this game of of getting his working his feet through contact. I thought he worked better in space in this game. He's had some issues getting to the second level in past games. I thought he was better in this game uh, getting up to the second level. He had a great block on what well, it was. Uh, it was, it was a, I'm trying to remember who the screen call was to, but he, I think it might have been the one to Jeremiah Love. But, man, he hustled up to the second level and knocked the guy down. It might have been the jet sweep to Jaden Thomas now that I think about okay. it. I think that's what it was, where he's just hustling his butt off getting to the second level. So if, if Pat can build on this game, then to answer your question, Vince, then I think they'll be okay. Sure. Because as he played better, you saw Zeke getting more comfortable. I'd, and just kind of doing his job. And yeah. I, I think that's been a big issue why Zeke's been a little inconsistent the first few games. As you can tell, Zeke's kind of like trying to worry about everybody else. Right. Am I going to get the help this time? Am I not sure. going to get the help this time? I thought Zeke played a much better game. I was I actually really enjoyed watching Zeke play. I, I yeah. thought... I thought he had his best game of getting to the next level of getting, yeah. you know, really moving his feet and really coming off good blocks. But again, like you said, a lot of that has to do with your trust with the guy that you're double teaming to come off and go to the next level and things of that nature. And so I just, I thought he played very aggressive uh, in this game, which, or I should say more aggressive than he's been playing, which is fantastic because that's where I need him to be because he is yeah. undersized, right? And he's going to be going up against big old one techniques, uh, you know, and things right. like that. And I haven't looked at the Ohio State roster. My guess is they've got a big one technique who's going to be right in his grill. They're not huge. Okay. Their D- interior D line's not huge. I mean, they're big. They're sure. 300 pounds, 295 okay. to 310, that kind of thing. They're not like, gotcha. this isn't like 
you know, you're not playing Jordan Davis on okay. Saturday. Gotcha. You know what so, I mean? Like, but he's yeah. going to need to keep running his feet, being aggressive, you know, getting in the ear hole, that one technique and, and, and getting off and getting to the linebacker. And I thought, I thought he did a, a much better job. And I didn't even think about the fact that, you know, when the, as the confidence of the guys on his right and left grow, that's going to allow Zeke to focus on himself. And, I, and it's very easy for a coach to say, Zeke, just worry about you, man. Do you, yeah. but you know, you have to have the guys on either side of you when you're, yeah. when you're a center, you have to. And so as they get more confidence, he's going to be able to, to do more. Uh, and so I think we saw some of that in this game, which is good yeah. news to me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so actually, Vince, I'm looking at it now, and I'm looking at their depth chart now. Okay. And, um, you know, Hero Canoe's 305. I knew he was the one of the bigger ones. The other guys are not big guys. Uh, Tyleek Williams is, I, I believe, 290. I'm looking it up now. He's he's listed at 290. Okay. Uh, Canoe, as I said, is meant to 205. Jade McKenzie plays inside. He's 286. I'm trying to find Mike Hall. Uh, but uh, Mike Hall is, I think, like 285. Let me, let me find him real quick. So... Uh, I typed in Mike Hall. They have him as Mike Hall. He's six two two eighty. Okay, but he plays bigger than that. I mean, he kicked Notre Dame's butt last year. Mike mm-hmm. Hall kicked Notre Dame's butt last year. I actually thought Jacques Belton was a good warm up in that regard because he's a quick kid that's strong. That's the thing about Ohio State's kids is yeah, they're two eighty two eighty five. They got a couple guys in the rotation. They're three hundred plus pounds. And but they're athletic, but they're strong inside. Those interior guys are strong. Mike Hall absolutely kicked Notre Dame's butt last year. And Jacques Belton is a similar style of player. Not as good, but a similar style of player. And I thought gotcha. Pat, that was the one that was encouraging to me as early in the game watching Pat Coogan handle Jacques Belton was uh big for me. Okay. Very big for me. So absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Cool. And I, you know, I'm not going to spend any time on Joe Alt. He played fine. There was, yeah, he was good. He was there, good. There was, I actually thought, yeah. I thought, I thought there, his, go ahead, Vince. I was just going to say there was one play that I remember where he was supposed to block down and the kid was slanting to his inside. And so he got on him, but that kid kind of got a little bit of penetration mm-hmm. and therefore blocked the guard and the tight end who was trying to pull across to, to, you know, kick and wrap. Yeah. And yeah. so it got blown up because there was nobody to kick and wrap. Right. Uh, but that's not necessarily Joe's fault. I mean, the right. guy was crashing hard. And right. sometimes you call the right play defensively and it and it blows up the offense. I mean, and that and that's what that is. Other than that, I thought Joe played pretty well. I, I yeah. I thought the combo blocks by him and 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 Pat were much better timed Saturday yeah. than they had been. You could see they're Agreed. starting to get more comfortable playing together. I, I thought the same thing about Rocco and Blake. I just didn't think Blake always played with sound technique in the yeah. game. And then, of course, when Rocco gets into those issues. But I'll, I'll say this, too. When Rocco and Blake come, came off on Saturday with some purpose, they can yeah. be a force. Sure. And that's the, I guess that's I guess that's the frustrating thing for me is because you, you kind of expect Blake Fisher to be a little bit further along now. He's now in year two as a full-time starter. You, you kind of expect him to be a little bit more consistent. Yeah. And and he's not. Rocco, I understand. Rocco's entering – this will, was start number four for him. I mean, Rocco played under 20 snaps last year. I mean, he had, had under 20 career snaps coming into this season. And and so I I expect him to be a little bit up and down sure. at times. Sure. Blake's got to be better. And they're going to need him to be at his best on Saturday. There's no doubt about that. You know who – 
blocked really well in the run game. I know who you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, he's a young, a he's rookie. a freshman. He's yeah. a true freshman. He happens yep. to wear number 87. We talked uh, about him this summer too. Is like don't don't be surprised if that kid's too good to keep off the field as a run. Blocker. Dude, he had he, a couple really nice blocks in this game. He, he had some he freshman battles. plays too, sure. right? Like, I mean, there was definitely some freshman blocks by him. But when, yeah, but he also had some. That's Man. a grown up. Like there, that's a. <laughs> Yeah. That's a grown-up block right there. By there him. was I, one where I think it was their nickel uh, tried to take on, uh, take him on, and he just got up under the kid's pads and literally just yep. put him into the ground and just pancaked him. Like yep. it was like, dude, don't come in here with that soft stuff. Be, and I don't care that yep. I'm a freshman. Don't come in here with that. He was a like, boom. Yep. Yep. I mean, he and and he had a great block on Audric's uh, touchdown run, and yep. we saw that one live. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of think we talked about it last night, but a great kick block. I mean, he turned, he got into the kid, turned his shoulders, made a nice little alleyway right yep. behind him for, for the uh, running back to run through. And then Joe Alt did a great job of coming off his double and getting the linebacker who was trying to fill the hole, just got just enough of them. And then boom, there goes Audric into, uh, into green grass. And it was right. Was Cause beautiful. there was, the way they defended, there was too many guys to block. I mean, right. Notre Dame had the three tight end or two tight ends and a receiver to the right and just Cooper backside, which, yeah. by the way, let me tell you what kind of confidence that shows in Cooper Flanagan that he was Seriously. the tight end lined up on fourth and one to the call side. Right. Uh, but to your point, Vince, like Joe and Pat had a nice double team. You had a linebacker crash. Joe did a really nice job of coming off because when a guy's crashing like that, you don't got to smash him. You just got to yeah, get, get enough way. of them. Just get and enough. Audric read it perfectly, hit behind him, and then it was basically a linebacker in the hole versus Audric Estime. At that, once he creased Joe, it was a first down. Now the question is: Is can this guy stop him from getting to the house or not? And the answer was no. He could not. <laughs> no, he uh, could on that particular play. And so uh, that was a. I mean, that was just – that was a, a well-executed play. And to your point, it was a really nice block by Cooper Flanagan. Now, the, and the guy came off. I mean, he was a 275-pound guy, and he knocked Co- uh, Cooper back a step. But he he anchored really well. Yep. And he as just, the, the guy had to really drive him to get ground, yeah. and they're just – he couldn't push him back enough to get him into the hole. Yep. And Cooper held his own. He's going to be a good one, especially once yeah. he gets into a, 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 a another year in the weight room. He's going to be a really good player. I was a little disappointed by the the play of holding Stace in the run game uh, okay. at the point of attack and on the perimeter. There was a perimeter. I think it might have been a swing screen where he just just bad footwork and didn't get out to a guy. That was an issue that I had with Blake too. Like there was one time where if they ran, I think it might have been the first play of the game, Vince, now that I think about it. I think it was that first toss play where Rico actually hits a guy and knocks the guy into Blake's guy. If he doesn't knock, uh, if if Rico doesn't knock the guy into Blake's guy, Blake doesn't make that block. And they probably don't get eight yards on that. I'm looking at it again. I, yeah, it was the first play because Blake just kind of stands up. They're running toss. Right, you're you're not running toss crack. You're you're you've got to get to the edge of that of that defensive lineman, and Blake's got a real narrow base. Like if you go back and look at that play, Vince, and you look at how how narrow his base is compared to how narrow to how wide Joe Alt's base is, and how you know hit, hit, how wide the other guy's bases are, he's got the the smallest base there, and then he steps with his inside foot, and the guy just kind of easily beats him outside. That you know, that, that, that's not going to get it done. Yeah. Can't do that. Right. 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 So that, that was one of my issues was the game. It's just the inconsistency from the right side, but I'll tell you what, I can find you four or five plays where you're just like, man, those guys coming off the ball. Yeah. What, what, when those they, two guys are right, yeah. boy, whew, yeah. that's the thing. If they, that, that it's frustrating. And yet also fantastic is when, when they're right, they're Right. And right. we just need them to be right more often, yep. uh, plain and simple. They need to be right more than they're wrong, and they yep. need to be right. All, yeah, not all the time. That's asking too much. But you know, they need to be right way more yeah. often than they are. And then so, this offensive line is going to take off. Some people talking about you know, did Blake lose too much weight? Blake's problem isn't he can't move people. Right. Blake's problem is he's not in good position to block. He he's not he's not playing with the proper angles. He's not taking the proper footwork off the stance. When when he is right, 
he moves people, Vince. I mean, he's yeah. getting a push when he's right. It, that, sure. Like that particular play, that's not a, gee, Blake lost too much weight type of play. That's a, dude, you got to move your feet type of play. Mm-hmm. You, you got to play with a little bit more situational awareness on that play. Right. Uh, the the holding penalty, that had nothing to do with him losing weight. That had to do with him not getting out of a stance effectively and getting out to that guy. It, it was it was a technique issue. And so I, I, I don't, I haven't yet to watch Blake where I'm like, boy, he just lost too much weight. Now, do I think Blake needs to play about maybe five to 10 pounds heavier? I'd probably like to see that, but I can't ask him to put weight on when he's not moving his feet correctly. Like you need to get your feet moving correctly. And I think that's yeah. going to help him out a lot. Before we move on to defense, Vince, I did want to talk a little bit about the pass game because yes. we were able to break some stuff <laughs> down. Yes. And it's kind of wild. Sam Hartman went 16 of 26 for 330 yards. He should have had over 500 yards passing easily. And it was more on him than anything mm-hmm. else. Honestly, there was, there was guys getting open. Yeah. I, I felt watching the game again and going back and watching the all 22, it looked to me like he was trying to make too many plays. That's what I really felt. He was trying to make too many plays Vince, because <laughs> there were times where he just was like kind of locking in on a read a little bit instead of just like, Hey dude, just read it and get the ball out. Sure. You know I mean? There were, there were the trying to remember what play it was, but uh, let me see if I can find it. It was a, they ran a post corner. It was a play that he scrambled and there were actually two routes that came open on that particular play Vince. You know exactly which play I'm talking about. Cause it's the one that you were talking about that you thought he should have thrown it to bias late. And um, my thing is because Tobias was running. No, actually, that's a that's a, let's see what play was that? Play ten? What play am I on? Oh, play nine. Excuse me, I need to play nine. So, um, you know which play I'm talking about? When I'm you getting, when I'm you thought, there right now? So, um, n- no, actually, not the one. So this is a different one. But watch him on the post. Watch the post corner there, Vince to Jaden Thomas. Like oh, play if, nine. He, if yes, if he throws yeah. that when he gets to the top of his drop and Jaden's running that corner, it's there. Just get it out over to about the 25 yard line and it's a touchdown for, I mean, it's a score. It's a 25 something yard game. Yeah. But he just, he was kind of locked in. You, when you go look at the tight version, he's kind of locked in. Like, uh, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm, he was like staring at holding Stace. And then he starts looking at Chris Tyree and it's like, did he really get a good sense of what the pre-snap look look like because if you if he got a better sense of the pre-snap look i i think he's going to realize like hey i need to hit that post corner route because yeah. they were playing <laughs> off and 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 he ended up bailing then there was another play yeah, there's another one and i don't remember which to play one to it Tobias. Is. let me try to find it here because uh, I, I can find all the routes that had overs on it i think I it was the um see here that's dig let me try to find maybe it's that one go, see if it's play five vince so go to play five and see if it's that one and uh oops i clicked on a clicked on the different one so let's go here so it's uh i think i think let's play five yeah it's play five the one that you're talking about yes like, okay he, he, that's the hitch yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right if he just so like right now tobias is in the middle of the field the corner still facing inside that's one where he's just got to let that go out towards the sideline let tobias run underneath it yes and and so there was a couple times like that where he just is like and if you look at him he looks like he's getting ready to throw it to Tobias. Do you see that in his in uh, in the tight view, right? So we're looking from the end zone view. It looks like he's getting ready to throw the ball to Tobias and then he doesn't. And I don't know if he got afraid of that safety that was over the top or what, but then he pulls it down and goes to the right side. You see you see yeah. what I'm seeing? Yep. Like he's yep. getting ready to throw it. I'm like, "Yep. Throw the ball." There just were a couple times where it just yeah. kind of like he had chances. Right. He just was trying to fit it in there too much. And right. and there was another one later in the first half. And I'm gonna have to try to find that play. But he I believe he scrambled, but he's got no, it was the uh, it was the play where Jaden Thomas ran the go route mm-hmm. and he was wide open in the back of the end yes. zone. That one. Yep. So I think that's play twelve. Let me just go check and see if that's the one. But he's got two guys. Yes, it was the play out of the 30 personnel. So I understand what he's doing there. So you're not going to go to Jaden because you're you're not. I understand why he didn't look at Jaden Thomas on that play. Although I would have said, based on the pre-snap look, 
I, you know, you, you run that and you go back side, but I understand when you look at the progression of the play, I understand why he didn't look back at Jaden. However, you're talking about play 12, play 12. Yeah. That's the one where Jaden won on a go route. Oh, yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. But my whole thing is, okay, here's the deal. Like this is him trying to make the big play constantly. Yeah. If yeah. he gets to the top and he realizes the seam isn't there, Look at hap- look what happens, Vince, if he just throws the check down to Jadarian Price right there. I mean, there's nobody within 15 yards of Jadarian Price right there. <laughs> right. You know, and it's just one of well, those things where it's kind of like it's you know, okay to – sometimes you're just doing a little bit too much. Now, it sure. ended up not hurting them. They ended up scoring on that drive anyway. Right, but you still. Know, but I, Right. You know what the funny thing is? Did you see Jeremiah Love on this play as well? Like, yeah. He could have dropped it right in the bucket to Jeremiah Love because he right. ran right by that kid. He just was. He just looked to me like he was just trying to, sometimes rushing a little bit too much. Sometimes yeah. like <clears throat> I really want to lock in on this route because I think this route's going to be open. Trying to hit the home run instead of just letting it come to him. I, I sure. thought he was better about that in the second half. I thought Agreed. he settled in a little bit more in the second half and just was taking what you know, take going with what the defense gave him and 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 they were good there. But you know, again, this is a nitpick, Vince, because he still made some. I mean, the go route to Rico Flores was a thing of beauty. Yes, it the was. The go route to Chris Tyree was a thing of beauty. Chris actually made that a skosh harder on himself because <laughs> I said this to you at the time. Yeah. This is a bad habit that receivers have, and you have to work on it. There's two bad habits. I've talked about one uh, on this show before, but you know the phrase that I use with my receivers is you accelerate through the look back because what happens is when guys look, they tend to slow down. The other thing they tend to do is when they look in, they tend to lean – towards where they're looking so when chris tyree looks back he kind of leans in just a tad if he just stays vertical that ball drops like a little bit more perfectly chris reacted well to it and Mm -hmm. and did a nice job tracking it like he did a great job tracking it actually uh but that was a a gorgeous throw i mean that was a a, an absolute beautiful throw the throw to tobias was really good um he did a lot of really good things in this game, Vince. He a did. lot of really good things. And like you said last but night, those this... couple things were like, man, those boy, you, we, it, you have a couple chances there. I hope that we're not six days from now, you know, thinking, man, left some plays out on the field that could have yeah. been the difference well, in the game. Hey, I'm okay if he does that. If it's still forty-one to seventeen, well, Notre Dame. absolutely. <laughs> I, you didn't catch my last part. There, I know. I, I said did, they could have been the difference. Could have no, been the I mean, difference. No, and that's and but, but we have two things, games. Those Vince, those things happen in every game, right? Oh, they're, like they're those things happen 100%. in every game. But that's what the point of this show is, right? Is to kind of you know just look at those things. But here's the thing: I've, we've learned about Sam Hartman so far this year. He has not repeated the same mistake two games in a row. That's a good from point. what I've seen. So when there's things there, it's like, boy, if he would have hit this route and then the next week you come out and it's it's there. And that's going to be the key. I thought the O-line did a pretty good job of protecting him, although I don't know that they were necessarily tested, to be honest right. with you, Vince. I don't, I don't know if he was if he was tested. I mean, this was not a very good pass rushing team, as we sure. talked about beforehand. So I don't know how, how much I'm going to say, oh, wow, look what they did to Central Michigan. Sure. They're going to. They're gonna, they're gonna shut down, you know. Yeah. The no, I, uh, the, I love the pass comment. rush of Ohio State, but for the most part, they were solid. They're gonna have sure. to, they're gonna have to anchor a little bit better to guard position. They're, Pat Coogan's gonna have to anchor a little better. Sometimes in pass pro, his base gets a little too wide, so it's hard for him to anchor because he's too wide. Mm-hmm. And then Rocco gets this really nice base, and he stops his feet, and then guys run around him. But when when Rocco moves his feet, and if Pat can just okay, don't get so wide, they'll be all right. They'll be able to handle it. But but yeah. Ohio State's going to be more about quickness and, and and vertical push and all that kind of stuff. And Notre Dame's going to have to find ways to counter that. And and that's Central Michigan was a good tune up in that regard stylistically because they have undersized you know quick guys, but their guys aren't nearly as good as the Ohio State kids. Sure. But pass game wise, Vince, it was very dynamic. I, I, you know, I'll tell you what, too, Vince, that I noticed is even though they only threw 26 pass plays, I'll have to show you the sheet here later. There's a lot more variety to the things they were doing schematically. You can tell they're really starting to build their pass game repertoire as far as route concepts uh, in, in this game. That, that, I mean, it opened up some stuff 
There's no sure. doubt about that. It opened oh, yeah. up stuff. So th- those yep. are my thoughts on what I saw offensively yeah. in this game, Vince, I, going and breaking it down. I feel good about the offense, the decision-making, the execution for the most part. I feel good about it. I think they're in a good place, to be honest with you. I, I think they're in a good place moving forward. I would like them to, you know, obviously you want them to continue to take steps. It's still only going to be game five, right? They're not even halfway through their season. It's still the middle of September, you know. You want Notre Dame to continue to improve, but I feel good about I feel good offensively about where this team is going into Week Five. Want them to be better, but I feel good about where they're at. I do. I I really really do. I, and you know we're we're we haven't turned the page yet to next week, but I feel good about where they are yeah. coming out of Week Four. Yeah, agree. You know, so agree. so that's gonna do it for the offensive side, Vince. Yes, sir. Before we move to the defense. Folks, do us a favor. If you haven't already done so, hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed to our channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when it's coming up. And, of course, share this podcast when it's all wrapped up and done. If you haven't signed up, message board, Irish Breakdown, or uh, boards.irishbreakdown.com. Going to have my all my analysis for tomorrow uh, of today's game will be up tomorrow. Plus, going to have some, some interesting stuff on statistics, Vince, and I'll give you a little taste because I tweeted it out today. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame currently leads the nation in this. plays of 40 yards or more. Your response may be, well, they've played more games than ever, most other people. They also lead the nation in 40 yard plays of 40 yards or more per game. Right. The average. The yes. average. So both of them. And here's another crazy statistic. Last year, Notre Dame had six plays of 40 yards or more the entire season, and two of them came in the bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> they have 11 already in 40 games or four, uh, four games, excuse me. So we have certainly seen a, a more explosive version of Notre Dame. And, and I, I hear, I've heard other responses. Well, you know, uh, they haven't played the strongest competition to keep reminding people. You guys are still trying to tell yourselves that NC state doesn't have a good defense. They do. Right. Notre Dame had as many get plays of 40 yards or more against NC State in one game that NC State, as many as NC State gave up the entire year last year. And and Notre Dame also, Vince, has um, – so if you look at the plays of 40 or more, Notre Dame has already are already surpassed that. And if actually, if you look at it, they've had, uh, they've had five plays of 50 yards or more which is almost as many 40 yards they had last year. But if you look at the the, the Notre Dame uh, success in the past, last year they only had three plays of 50 yards or more. They're already past that as well. And they have, they've had three uh, – or excuse me, they've had um, – they've had what – they had one play of 70 yards or more last year. They've already had three this year. And the 70-yarder they had last year was in the bowl game. If you remember, it was a 79-yard touchdown on the catch and run by Logan Dix. And that's the difference in, in this year, Vince, is the 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 70 yarders this year in the past game have been more downfield plays. Right. They were as opposed short to runs, short passes, a blown coverage runs. by yeah. by South Carolina. Yeah. And then Logan did a great job, and then the receivers did a great job, you know, running down the field and all that kind of stuff, but um, and blocking down the field. But you, you the Ohio State play, if you remember, they had a 54-yard gain against Ohio State last year. It was a little RPO hitch, and the guy tried to make a play on it and missed. Lorenzo catches it, and he just runs. There's nobody there. The difference here is a lot of these plays are down-the-field plays. Now, right. A couple of the 40-yarders were checkdowns that went for 40 against Tennessee State, but you know, you've, you've had you have these plays being made in different ways. You've got the, the scramble play to Chris Tyree. You've got the deep end cut to Tobias that he catches and runs. You've got the over-the-top throws. You also have your checkdowns and plays like that. So it's been um, – it's been a really impressive thing to watch, Vince. Yep. And when you look at the number of just the big plays that Notre Dame is producing, it's it's like, okay, this football team is this football team's rolling. Here's a, here's some more context. The eleven plays of forty yards or more. If you uh, project that to a thirteen game season, they would have. Now, again, this is this is just for context purposes. It's not to get ahead of ourselves. Just to, for context to show how good it is the rate that they're doing is obviously the competition ramps up and you're you're now hitting the tough part of your schedule coming up. They would have 36 plays at this, at this rate of in 13 games, Tennessee last year had the most in the country at 36. The next closest team was 28 prior to that. 
the last team that had that many plays of 40 yards or more uh, was Oklahoma, who had 37 back in 2017. Prior to that, it was Baylor back in 2013 with with 37 as well. Going all the way back to 2010, it's happened three times. Baylor, Oklahoma, Tennessee. That's the pace that Notre Dame is on. Now, I don't expect it to stay at this pace because they're going to play better teams moving forward, but it's still going to be pretty good. And uh, that's been fun to watch. And, of course, we saw that on Saturday. And and we've now seen it really for three games in a row. And um, it's kind of like you see it against NC State, and you're like, okay, well, they just had some things go their way. But then you watch it against, against Central Michigan, and you're like, okay, it's becoming a pattern now, but it's been different every time. And they had a 72-yard touchdown call back on Saturday as well. So that's true. Uh, it's it's been uh, you know, it's been fun to watch, man. I, I saw that tweet that you put out earlier this afternoon, so I, I knew this stat, and it's funny because somebody in the beat picked it up and didn't retweet, but used it as his own. <laughs> I thought that was funny. You have to text me so, who that was. I will. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's that's been fun on the offensive side, Vince. 